Hello, and welcome to the long-awaited episode 99 of the Book Wars Pod. I'm Kate, and I'm here with the full crew for once in our lives, it seems like, the past few weeks. Uh, we've got... Well, we'll see y'all in the last. Um, Kristen's here and she's got a new toy. I got a new toy, <laughs> y'all. And by that I mean I finally got the correct wire to plug my fucking phone into the fucking mixer. <laughs> and now I'm a troll and no one can stop me. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so Kristen, Kristen's here. The air horn noise for realsies is here. Chris is 50% here because he's kind of sick. And of course we have Miranda. Should I be offended that the air horn gets higher billing than I do? <laughs> It's got I mean, higher I mean, billing like, than me, too, if it is, helps. Is it wrong? <laughs> Probably not, but still, guys. <laughs> guys, they're all good air horns. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Um, so we haven't we have not recorded in a bit because life happened to, like, every single one of us. Um, yeah, last week sucked. So we're yep. going to go around. What are you drinking and what the fuck happened to you? <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Um, if you heard the last episode, you heard that I was basically dying. Um, and then uh, I somehow got worse. So then they gave me, um, if you know anything about antibiotics, they gave me 10 days of doxycycline, which is a lot. That's the same thing they gave me when I had pneumonia. Oh, fuck me. Um, <laughs> and codeine, cough syrup. So I was, uh, yeah, that was fun. Um, and then I got a dog. A puppy, actually. So, um, yeah, I'm really tired. (laughs) (laughs) I'm great. I'm having I'm having Rainier uh, because I'm technically still on meds for (laughs) whatever, however many days. Quinn's art. Quinn was also had the plague, but he finished his already because his plague was apparently half the plague of my plague. Rude. I I do appreciate that. You're on antibiotics, so you're going to go non-alcoholic with a nice Rainier. That's right. Exactly I mean... right. He gets me. <laughs> um, what are you guys drinking? Well, I have still a fucking lemon Trader Joe's brand White Claw. <laughs> I, fault. Uh, I no just laws. shut up. <laughs> uh, I just woke up from a nap. And I have not eaten dinner yet. And if you have, if y'all have any idea of what time we record these things, I'm just like, let's let's not have the full ass beer that I have in the in the fridge. Unfortunately for me, yeah, you went. That was that was our theory. We were like, oh, I bet Kate and Chris are napping. <laughs> I was I, awake. Let it be known. Awake and not responding to our texts. Yes, thank yeah, you, well. garbage boy. <laughs> He's a garbage man in a garbage can. It's true. Much like his. Most favorite of all Star Wars characters. Um, and the reason Chris, why we... Hmm? Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, Chris, you best be drinking tea. Yeah, I'm drinking uh, Irish breakfast tea from Stash Teas in Portland. It's hmm. actually the Rosebud right. flavor. Blah, blah, blah. From Rose City. Ha, ha. It is? Yeah, because I that's made right. new tea. Oh, that's right. Sorry. I made I made Irish breakfast tea this morning. That shows you where I'm at. Yeah, Go so ahead. super good. Chris is tired. <laughs> so Chris is sick from I don't I honestly don't know how the fuck you would have gotten sick. You like licked a light pole when I was looking or yeah, something. How is this <laughs> I haven't I don't go outside. It literally this is bizarre. Somewhere uh, between my bed and my desk I got <laughs> sick. I don't know. Maybe the dog yeah. we had to give back coughed on you. Uh oh. so the reason why uh we've been dead on our end is because uh I started school this week. Last week was orientation. Everything is very emotionally draining because I haven't done school in six years and I feel like I don't know what I'm doing, even though I probably do. And I am also, in case y'all didn't know, teaching um, children. Children. I am teaching. (laughs) I know. (laughs) My children. The child and the child and the child. Yeah, do that. That's a great throwback, Chris. 13 more times. Um, I'm teaching approximately 16 children because. 
somebody dropped my class and hopefully the two other kids never sh show up because the smaller my class is the better because i'm teaching intro to creative writing and it's a workshop well, class i've never taught before it's a difficult time <laughs> yeah um <laughs> never taught before i'm teaching three times a week for about an hour a piece and um yeah, I hope my kids never find this podcast because I literally have no idea what I'm doing. I did not tell them I was a first year MFA. Um, I did not tell them that I'd have no idea what I'm doing. So hopefully maybe they are adequately fooled. Um, but yeah, orientation was before that. In the midst of orientation, we, as you know, were trying to adopt a dog. We were trying to adopt a, one dog who was disabled and unfortunately turned out he was like, too disabled for us to adequately care for with the resources we have so then we tried to adopt another dog who also turned out to be too disabled for us to adequately care for with the resources we have except that dog we took home and so he was with us for three days and then we had to give him back and Ew. we cried yeah and then we cried a whole lot and now we're here and we're sad thanks for coming yeah that back. was mm. one of the less pleasant experiences in my life mm-hmm mm-hmm Thanks for coming back. Yeah. <laughs> we so, love you. Thanks. Miranda, how are you? I'm better than everybody else, apparently. <laughs> right? Like, I don't think I actually had Miranda's anything Miranda's fucking last. flying high compared <laughs> to us. Oh, God. oh, you were just had like a busy social schedule last week. Yeah. I was just like out doing things. Yeah, busy social schedule. I love Having you. Having a cute girlfriend <laughs> and going camping and shit. Oh, yeah. How was camping? I did not get eaten by a bear. That's mm -hmm. positive. Were yeah. you warm? Yes. I have Good. a sleeping bag. And I had layers. And that I got too warm. So I had to take my... Because I was like, oh, I'll wear my sweatpants. Like, I was told to dress in layers when I sleep. Um, because it gets cold at night. Sure. And then my sweatpants were making me way too hot on the bottom. So I had to take them off. And, like, <laughs> do that. Oh, my God. This is Miranda's qualms from last week if she had to take her sweatpants off wow <laughs> they're very comfortable wow um, um but yeah otherwise i was functional the last yeah. couple of nights i have not been yeah I've been a sleepy sleepy burb yeah Aww. you'll never guess but having a puppy is fine um like does a baby. he bark uh he doesn't know how to bark yet wow. oh, he's good. getting there oh he almost barked today. So, yeah, he's been... Oh. He's Baby's first words. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, f oh, I should not complain. All things considered, he's uh, amazing. He's sleeping through the night and is not peeing or pooping in the house. So. Oh, God. Wow. Better, wow. Better, than, great. better than me. Yeah. <laughs> not sleeping through the night. <laughs> I was about to say, do you also? Yes. <laughs> I, also, I also pooped on my bed today. No, I did not. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that was one time. Um... Oh my god. Oh, uh, <laughs> audio housekeeping. It's hot as a fucking nutsack in Portland right now. So Ugh. if you hear background noise, it's because we have all of the windows open because we don't have air conditioning in our house. So, yep. yes. And we live on like kind of a busier thoroughfare. So, sorry. Hopefully the mics aren't picking them up because they're nice and you guys bought them for us the yeah, listeners thanks y'all hashtag patreon is great for us um anyway <laughs> i just wanted to give that housekeeping because i'm editing this and i'm a lazy shit so um great i am drinking a ready player oh, one by off. level beer <laughs> i've had it on the podcast before it's a saison it's a portland beer it's delicious yummy it is good good talk everyone Ooh, i wait i have a bear story Oh, bears. Yeah, uh, because... Like the gay ones or the ones in the woods? Oh, no, the ones in the woods. So okay. I, so it's my first day of orientation, and, and uh, we're on a break in between informational sessions, and so we're sitting in the student lounge, and I'm having a conversation with the grad student who's in charge of all of us who are teaching and all and she we're talking and she so i'm very engrossed in this conversation she's the only one facing the window and all of a sudden she goes holy shit a bear and i was like excuse me i turned the fuck around and literally there is a black bear approximately the size of a smart car literally galloping across like the small quad next to the english building um i have questions mainly mm. am i going to get eaten by a bear probably not Okay. Black bears are just like dogs, kind of. I'm not going to treat a black bear <laughs> like a dog. I mean, 
You just make a lot of noise with them, and they're just like, oh, shit, and they run away. That's what I'm saying. They're yeah. like dogs. <laughs> I'm not wrong. Grizzly bears are the ones you have to fucking worry about. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and um, bears, We live a solid, like, 15-minute, <laughs> uh, like, jaunt as the bear runs from campus. Like, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. It's, I love it's, it. It's all fine. Uh, probably. We're just having a lot of bears come down from the mountains this year, and I don't know. They're just... They're around, but they haven't eaten anybody, certainly, yet. The mountain lions, on the other hand. Anyway, uh, let's talk about Star Wars. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Welcome to living in nature, y'all. Uh-huh. It's weird. Even though you're in a city. We have that here, too. It's, it's fucking wild times. Literally wild, wild times. times. Yeah, the mountain lion thing doesn't surprise me, because they just kind of go where they want. That's true. But, like, we're... The coyotes. Like, it's not like the... we're in Boulder, but, like... Or excuse me, it's not like we're in Denver. Like we're in a solidly suburban area, but it's just—it's not a its not a rural area. Okay, but like proximity to the mountains is pretty fucking close, dude. Okay, but that bear had to go through several neighborhoods to get onto campus was, from any direction. He was looking for garbage, Chris. <laughs> Haven't you ever seen black bears? They go and like fucking swim in people's above ground pools. Like uh-huh. this is not. <laughs> they just—they're just hanging out. They—they <laughs> they like if there aren't people around. They're like very curious little creatures. Aww. They're very funny. Um, it, the best part of the bear sighting was that approximately two minutes later, you just saw like two campus like police kind of speed walking in the direction the bear went. And we're all just like, <laughs> what do you think you're going to do? What are you, like, what are you guys going to do? I know. Um, They're going to make loud noises and scare it away. Oh That's my God. Right. The bear was already running. The bear, no. the bear was exiting. He's a galloping bear. Yes. Exeunt, no one followed by bear. Because <laughs> he didn't care. Um, by the way, Kate, did you knock all your kids in your class down a level by like calling them all the same name? <laughs> um, I did not, but it's really tempting because I my class is probably more than half white boys and they legitimately all look the same to me. And it's a real problem. Just pick like a good gender neutral name. And oh just call God. them all that. I, I just, think it's fine. It's my class is all also or like most, number most them. Boys. Oh my God! I would just say champ. <laughs> champ. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a power move. Don't call any of them by their names. Just come up with bro. like parental nicknames. Sport. <laughs> or do like red shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I mean, that's what like. I would do. God forbid I ever go to grad school and have to like TA or teach or whatever. I'm like, I don't even remember names of characters in books I read. <laughs> so, and there are only ever like five of them, um, and they're I'm, mostly people I've met before. Yeah, um, we're we're gonna see if if these kids can remember the names of people in books they read because they had a reading to do for tomorrow, and we're gonna see if they did it. It's a good time. Do your reading, kids. Don't be like me when I was in college. Yeah. Oh my it turns out God. that reading before your classes makes you get better grades in the classes. <laughs> I'm not reading for class. I'm here to write a book. <laughs> <laughs> I got to lie. I did read for class today, but only because right. it wasn't a lot. <laughs> um, should we Star Wars now that we're 75 minutes in? Sure. If we, <laughs> if we must, must we? I know we're just ca- we're just bullshitting. We wait. We saved all of our bullshitting for uh, recording in the beginning of the podcast instead of our doing our normal bullshitting at the beginning. <laughs> we were like, "Oh, guys, I haven't talked to you. What's going on?" <laughs> well, you always tell us no talking off pod. Okay, that's, that's correct. True. It's been quite um, two weeks in the Cedar household. <laughs> just, just periodic <laughs> sobbing about the dog, and that's all you hear. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but like you guys are hopefully gonna get a dog i'm knocking on wood i'm not knocking on wood miranda don't actually knock on wood i was gonna say i'm not knocking on wood because it's an audio it's an audio (laughs) fucking christ on the cross oh my god God. okay um (laughs) so we finished master and apprentice by claudia gray yes um is this the first claudia gray book i didn't cry in answer yes Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, this makes one sense. isn't really a crier. No, it's not. Oh, right. Yeah, I, th- I don't think I even said. We, yeah, we're talking about Master Apprentice, uh, Claudia <laughs> Gray, chapters 26 through the end of the book. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> uh, That's fine. <laughs> anybody want to talk about Rail and how fucked up he is? 
Um, he is so fucked up. Oh my god. <laughs> Somebody wrote, "What's fanry to him?" Um, I assume this is Kate. This is a good question. What's fanry to him? Is she a replacement for Nim? And I wrote, "I don't know, but it's not good." <laughs> <laughs> He, he has a very unhealthy relationship with Fanry. And also everyone. Because he's trying to replace uh, yes. the girl he killed with another girl. Who people keep trying to kill. It's complicated. It's yeah, no, the, the yeah, the plot the plot really thickened up quite a bit at the end here. It's just got all wild and crazy. Hey, um, I followed it. Which is That's good. <laughs> crazy. Different I was good. Like, I understood what happened. <laughs> Whoa, a twist. <laughs> a twist both in the book and in me understanding it. Oh my god. Anyway. Well, yeah. Uh, so he's traumatized. Extremely. So so as you know, this is this is not a spoiler free podcast. So Fairy kind of like went full fucking megalomaniac at the end of this book. She was she was hiding it really, really well. And and then she just went and was like, hello, I am your absolute ruler. Fear me. Yeah, she is cuckoo bananas. <laughs> <laughs> she is on that power trip. She's like, I really appreciate, though, that like there's that scene with like between Qui-Gon and Minister Orth, or Governor Orth, by the end. And she doesn't try to be like... Fanry was just looking out for everybody. She was like, no, she could have actually done this if she'd cared. It was just about her. Yeah, also she's like 14, so I can't even imagine the kind of disaster that would have been. Oh my god, tell I me about know. it. I don't know, she probably would have been a better ruler than fucking Dooku. Useless. She she's no Padme, though, I'll tell you that. Uh, correct. <laughs> Nobody yeah, I was Padme. Gonna say, no Padme, she... she's no Brea. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, I... I take that back. I have no idea whether or not she would be better or worse than Dooku, but they both seem evil and shitty, so. <laughs> Dooku seems competent, like, competent, though. Yeah, but, like. Henry's 14, and she's like, ah, what if I just control everything? It's true. I don't know. We'll How get into is... that, maybe, in the wrap-up or some shit. Dooku's right. dick. How how much of Fanry going on her little power trip do you think we can attribute to her upbringing? Like, is this, like, teenage rebellion? Or, like, what is it? And I guess corollary related to that, she, she as we were saying, she accuses Rail of using her as a replacement for Nim. And he says, no, I was here. Like, I was here raising you. I was taking care of you. Like, this is not true. Which one of them is correct? Neither one of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think she's <laughs> definitely correct in that Rail never actually considered her needs. Yeah, or that she had a brain. Yeah. yeah. She's correct insofar as Rail never went to fucking space therapy to address his uh, trauma, mm -hmm. probably PTSD. Yep. So... Uh, that didn't go great for those of us who were... Never mind. I'm not going to make a disparaging comment about my parents <laughs> at this present moment, but oh y'all get the idea. No one else can relate to this on that podcast. Oh, I mean, absolutely that not. on this podcast. La, la, la. Word order. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> everything is fine. Um, apparently, my parents told their pastor about this podcast because she's a Star Wars nut. So, oh god, oh, if you're no. listening, I am so sorry. Please don't tell my parents. Um, oh no. Also, don't tell them how to find podcasts. Um, but if you listen to this, just like we can talk later. I don't know you, but Instagram message me. We can talk. Um, <laughs> Slide into her DMs. <laughs> yeah, slide into my DMs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she's a she's a lady, and I think we're letting queer people. In. I don't fucking know what they're doing. Anyway, the Methodists are a thing. Um, Methodists can be cool, man. Sorry, I know. It's sorry, I I this went off on a tangent. Um, my parents are not cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> bringing it back around, much like rail. Pow pow pow. Miranda, when Sorry. I'm going to do the air horn, was you should do long. the air horn. <laughs> you didn't have it ready. God. <laughs> um, <sighs> yeah, but also, I think that Fanry, it's not just like privilege, because it is a little bit like 
I feel as though the constitutional monarchy stuff kind of has come up more recently, and there's the long history of the regular monarchy. But I think more than that, she just has like this teenage arrogance. Mm. Like it's not necessarily hormonal. It's just like when you're a teenager, you're like everybody's fucking stupid. Like I don't need you to tell me what to do or what's a good idea. She's like, oh no, this is it. God, I hated being 14, but I guess if people were like building me up. I would have been really fucked. I mean, like, I was fucked up, obviously, but, like, I had no self-confidence. I was on the other end of the spectrum. So, um, what was I going to say? Oh, I was going to ask a really stupid me question. How old was she when her parents died? Uh, really young. She, she was, was super six. young, right? So, like, she was six. Maybe we can talk about this more on, this is more of a wrap-up question, but, like, when did she turn evil? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, was she, like, is she, like, a little sociopath, like, this whole time? I don't, I, I, that's a good question. I, I don't know. I think we could, I, I think that's a pretty easy question to answer, honestly. Um, at least the second part of your question, because um, by the end of the book, um, Qui-Gon goes to talk to Orth, and she's like, yeah, she's feeling some remorse, like, oh, I just tried to mm. fucking like do a coup on myself <laughs> like you know <laughs> hashtag self coup <laughs> yeah yeah as what as one does when they're when they're 14 I, yeah I, I don't know i think like they seem they they seem to think that she can be rehabilitated with uh some proper education and maybe scrubbing the floors with the toothbrush a little bit <laughs> yeah i mean what like what 14 year old hasn't wanted to be a warrior queen though like it's <laughs> I, mean, I mean did i want to be xena when i was 14 totally <laughs> so did chris i know yeah I, absolutely i mean i wanted to be gay that was that was, that was that's true go on <laughs> you did it kate, kate. <laughs> <laughs> um childhood dream of being gay <laughs> i wish that had been my childhood dream it wasn't quite but you know there's a reason why i enjoyed xena and it wasn't just because it was awesome she's gonna it was be awesome in so many season. ways um but yeah, I mean, like, I feel like she's not, like, she's not Kylo Ren. Like, I don't think she's gone, like, full crazy dark side, why does the universe hate me? Not full trash baby. Not full trash baby. <laughs> um, she doesn't have a mask of her grandparents that she talks to. Yeah. I <laughs> About her presumably. problems. Technically, we don't know that's not true. Okay, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, canon. She yeah. has a mask that her grandparents wore that she talks to. Oh my god. <laughs> uh but yeah, like I feel like it's just kind of a perfect storm of she's probably like a little bit crazy, but like then Rail just like pissed her off by not including her in anything, and she's like really inquisitive and thinks that she could do a better job, and then like she probably read about some fucking like coup five hundred years ago or some bullshit. fucking kids today i don't know yep gen z making me scared no i'm kidding um <laughs> uh she is what oh, she's 14 fuck. obi-wan's 17 she's not that young galactically yeah but still uh i'm sorry i'm just like i'm just afraid of children right now because i have to teach them and i mean that's fair so impressionable it's relatable yeah <laughs> always um were y'all surprised when Rail decided to go back to the Jedi at the end? That dude is fucked up, man. <laughs> I don't um, know. I wouldn't have been surprised if any if anything. Like he like they could have been like, and then he shot himself off it into it like in an escape pod into the ether, <laughs> and I would have been like, yeah, it checks out. Like <laughs> I'm like, I don't think like he had anything left to live for, and he was just like what the fuck ever at least they'll give me like free lunch <laughs> oh my god yeah always always going for the free lunch but also am you... i wrong like True. <laughs> uh, it's also like the only thing he's ever really known like he he joined the order when he was what like five so minus those you know few years when he was a child <laughs> like he's this middle-aged dude now probably i have no idea yeah, um, and like even the last few years that he's spent with family, like he's still a Jedi. So like, what the fuck else is he supposed to do? I mean, 
he could have went to go hang out with with Dudu on Sereno. He like the Jedi. Um, yeah, like I guess, that, I guess that's your counterpoint. I'm like, what are we talking about? Right. <laughs> oh yeah, he got asked to like go be Dooku's <laughs> essentially an evil Sith Lord. <laughs> yeah, original interest. And he was like, nah. no. <laughs> Ugh, yeah, I, mean, I does that mean Fenris is little... second fiddle? Because that's hot bullshit. Yeah, true. I wasn't really surprised just because I don't think anything he did was ever driven by like anger or a or like a desire for power. I feel felt like it was driven by guilt, which is like gets you to the dark side in its own way, but. I feel like his guilt kind of drove him to never really grow up because he was never held accountable for his actions. And so even though Dooku was kind of a father figure, the Jedi were the actual structure that he knew of. And like what Dooku was offering him was in its own way, actually really risky and entirely new and scary. Whereas he's kind of like this broken chastised man that is kind of going home with his tail between his legs, not looking for his next adventure. He just wants his free lunch. Just wants his free lunch. <laughs> Thoughts and all. prayers if, like, the structure of the Jedi is what sounds good to you. <laughs> yeah. Yoda is bad. <laughs> Taco Tuesday the temple's legit, though. I wrote Yoda is bad in the outline, and then I wrote two Yoda, two curious <laughs> later in the outline because oh I just want to point out how bad Yoda is. Yoda's yes. the god damn worse so if you bad. haven't heard earlier episodes of this it's mostly just us bitching about how dumb yoda is <laughs> but like that's also every episode of this podcast and every I mean, story where he comes in so i mean if he didn't act like a fucking fool all the fucking time then maybe we wouldn't spend so much time talking about Dragging how much he him. sucks mm -hmm. <laughs> can i do a hot take i i enjoyed him appearing in last jedi and i said last yes. episode that i actually really like his appearance and his like worldliness because now he's dead but if i don't see yoda in canon again for a while i'm gonna be super okay with that <laughs> thank you Kristen. <laughs> that's a good take Oh, we watched that part of The Last Jedi last night. Yeah, we sure did. And I like him in that because he's like Crazy Yoda from um, Empire Strikes Back. And not Crazy Yoda. Yeah. Crazy Yoda is the best Yoda. And he just kind of giggles and like... Wait, so who say? Do we know who saved the ancient Jedi texts? Because aren't they in the Falcon somewhere? Ray took them. Okay. Mm -hmm. But like when... Uh, presumably on her way back to the Falcon while Luke was sulking on the stairs. Okay, just making sure. Thank you. This it's it's been, not explicit, this been, but this is this has been Chris and asks obvious questions about movies that came out several years ago <laughs> that we watched the last two nights. <laughs> oh, I really want to watch Last Jedi. Let's do that this weekend. I know. I've I we Let's watched it. Introduce the new Puppo to Star Wars. Yeah, we oh. watched it, and I was like, why don't I watch this more? Because I've seen The Force Awakens no fewer than probably 900 fucking times. I'm like, I really should watch The Last Jedi more. It's very good. <laughs> like, I'm surprised. I've not seen The Force Awakens all that many times, honestly, but I've seen The Last Jedi very many times. Okay. It's so yeah. good. We need um, to, like, I mean, not that you need to watch The Force Awakens more, but, like, that used to be like when me and Miranda would just like sit down to watch a movie or like put something on instead of like watching a TV show like a normal. We would just put The Force Awakens on. So I mean, why not? What the fuck ever. That's a good one to have on in the background. Like <sighs> if you uh, know it really well, it's just like it's so soft and BB-8's there. And it's great. It's true. With all the Rise of Skywalker <laughs> stuff coming out these days, it's very like trendy on Star Wars Twitter to not like Last Jedi. And uh, there's. Plenty of people have very legitimate reasons of their own why they don't like Last Jedi. I'm not denigrating those. Chris, you're just mad that people are mad online, so you're gonna be mad online about them being mad online. No, that's <laughs> the thing though. I'm not even mad. It's just people are com like complaining makes it sound unwarranted. People are explaining why they don't like it, and every time I see one of those like tweets or threads or whatever form it takes, I'm just like, yeah, that wasn't what I got from this movie, and I just love it even more. <laughs> It's so good. Mm -hmm. I just, I really like it. Cool. So I had one more 
like I guess discussion question. I'm gonna be talking like a teacher now. I'm so sorry, everybody. Um, about Rail and it's that obviously he is a giant fuck up who has a lot of problems and needs to go to space therapy. And a lot in the book is made of the fact that he was brought into the Jedi Order relatively late, at you know all five years old. As we have said before, Anakin was like ten, so. <laughs> <laughs> and how? nothing bad happened with that oh no but how much do y'all think that the jedi's reluctance to take anakin in even though he was a magical space jesus was influenced by um kids like rail i mean they certainly learned their well they didn't learn their fucking lesson because they let him in <laughs> but yeah. like they've seen what happens when you do that and even if it's just kind of like a one-off situation, you know, he still had his accent and he still very much had, like, a kind of individuality that I'm sure the council wished he didn't have. A.K.A. Mm-hmm. not and- bathing and <laughs> <laughs> just wearing, like, I just, like, picture him wearing, like, a sheet. Just like Don't a ratty talk shit about me. <laughs> I know. It's like like same. Honestly, I was just, like Miranda was talking about putting an order in to to order some clothes, and I was like, can you let me know if you do that? I need to I need to get some new jeans. And she's like, why don't you just order them? And I'm like, because I I won't I won't do that. I won't get new things that I'll I'll only get new things that are like fun. I won't get new things that like make sense for me to get. Like no, I'm know, the same way. Work clothes or like nice shoes. I'm like, what if I get a toy? <laughs> I was gonna say, what if I get even more stuffed animals? What if I get even more? What if I get even more things for my dog? <laughs> like that is my new thing. I'm like, what if he likes this one thing? What if I give him more of that thing? He doesn't give a shit about anything. He would rather just bite the couch honestly (laughs) if we've learned one thing about him (laughs) he's a bitey boy yeah well he's a puppy that's gonna happen um yeah i do enjoy to get back to the actual question yeah sorry (laughs) how often yoda actually gets outvoted like didn't want qui-gon on the council Mm. whoops don't care yoda didn't want anakin trained whoops don't care yoda okay but like the fucked up thing is, the thing, the times when he's outvoted, I'm like, it's 50-50 that he was right, and that's like the only time he's ever right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like everybody else knows how much of a fucking dumbass he is. But like, and they're they like, don't. no, Yoda, they you're still dumb. Ta- they still talk about, they still like, act with such, de- I don't know, do you think they can act with the deference they, they, they being just the Jedi in general and the Council especially, do you think that they can like, be so is deferent a word mom yes okay do you think they can be so deferent but still think that he's a fucking dumbass yeah okay i mean he's been around for a million that was years, a real like question i don't fucking know well it's like Very it's like the the old man who you're like oh he has the experience and we all respect him but like jesus he's kind of racist <laughs> <laughs> yeah right let's say yoda <laughs> is that old white man ceo <laughs> God damn it. Okay, perfect. He starts talking about, like, the arachnid people, and everybody just, like, puts their hand on their forehead, looks oh, somewhere else. Shut oh Yoda, god. we've been the fuck over this. Shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. <sighs> okay. So now um, we can talk about prophecies, if we like. Do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> Qui-Gon, um, he, he done fucked up. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> sorry so, just like don't tell your fucking person to do shit on your deathbed like that's not fair i'm mad at him still about that even I like mean, he's mad at him too him. to be fair Ugh, yeah I know. fair all that's fair no, oh, that was the, that, that was the cry worthy moment in this book that's that's fair too that's the, as close as i got to crying was yeah the, that part i got a little choked up with the epilogue it was just like yeah. that was so fucking soul destroying it's like, like how Jeez, I've seen this played out in a movie, and still, how dare you? I know. I just, uh, it would be so good, honestly, to have Claudia Gray write a little bit for the Kenobi show, just a dialogue between Obi Wan and Qui Gon, or even a dialogue where. 
Qui-Gon, like, at the beginning of Obi-Wan's exile, just he just doesn't talk to him. Like, he's just, like, talking into a void. <laughs> like, I would love that monologue so much. So, Give it to that me. one. I know. That one's free for you, Lucasfilm, to steal. Uh <laughs> oh, God. I'm either going to love that show or hate it, and there's no in-between. Mm. Yeah, I don't really... did. Was there a trailer, or was there something? No, uh, they just announced God, that it existed. I'm so bad at keeping up with Star Wars stuff. Thank <laughs> there, was a, there was a Mandalorian trailer. Have you seen it? No, absolutely not. I saw it come out. I saw everybody lose their fucking shit about it. Did you, you know? see the sizzle reel for Rise of Skywalker? Yes, we've okay, watched that that's, i was good, gonna say that you actually need to see that we've watched a good number of times and we good. put it on the big tv so good yes. good, good um don't worry about that yes one of our uh one of our soccer friends actually i'll i'll retweet it because it's kind of funny but she sent us a a gif somebody photoshopped a gif of um ray opening the red lightsaber but it's like a but it's like a Swiss Army knife. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> it's very funny. That's. Uh, if thing. mom feels like it, she'll retweet it from the pod account. I don't retweet anything from the pod account because it gets me into trouble. I don't retweet. Yeah, Not with mom, mean. just because I have bad judgment. I don't retweet anything from the pod account because I don't have the password. I was yeah. going to say, oh, does shit. Miranda even have the pod account? <laughs> hey, she does have the pod account password because we have our passwords in a shared password folder. In an encrypted thingy thing. That I don't have access to. Is she to. shared on that? Uh, I couldn't set up my thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't have any so, passwords. So, yes. Um, this sounds like definitely our fault and not something <laughs> she could have troubleshooted. Anyway. I tried. Oh. It was very oh. trying. It's really interesting, though, oh because like... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going back to Star Wars. Oh, no. <laughs> Please go oh. back to Star Wars. So I, so I was just going to say before we went on this... Yeah, no, the tangent. <laughs> not uh, not us. a tangent on my book wars pod. <laughs> Wild. Um, so I was I was asking in in the first episode, like, how does Qui Gon get from, oh, these are just lovely metaphors to you know point is at which he finds space users, and he's like, yes, this. Um, and Chris just kind of like wiggled his eyes, eyebrows at me a little bit, and I'm just, and it's just it's just interesting because, you know, he has one crazy force dream force vision dream thing and he's just like i'm utterly convinced and meanwhile the jedi order is like oh these aren't things and they have fucking poor sifo-dyas locked up somewhere in the temple losing his marbles because they won't give him like treatment or whatever the fuck for managing his 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 abilities like the jedi are bad tm i know over and over and over again Mine wasn't an actual point. I was oh. just going to talk about how awkward it is because oh. <laughs> a year ago, you have to figure Liam Neeson would have been a shoe in for a recurring cameo role on the Kenobi show. And now what do you do with that? Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. You so don't awkward. murder anyone. That would be my first takeaway. Or don't. feel like murdering anyone. No. Nope. Or... or talk ever. Or just be just racist. Don't like, Don't be racist. Don't be racist. <laughs> don't be racist. Don't talk. Stay off Twitter. He wasn't on Twitter, but just yeah. I mean, honestly, every person who anybody has ever admired, just don't talk outside of whatever media you're in. (laughs) Yeah, just be no, just don't have. Don't do press tours. Don't do anything. Just do method acting for the rest of your life. Oh my god! I was literally talking to you this weekend about how I hope that Lil Nas X never says anything problematic in his fucking life. I love that man so much. My fucking god! With the visual gag from the VMAs, if you don't know, that was so good. So funny. Um, God, he's so he's such a treasure. Um, (laughs) anyway, uh, I mean, like, I. Get, oh, you're playing two dots. I was like, what is vibrating? Sorry. Stop playing two dots or turn the vibrating on the two dots. Honestly, I could not Miranda. tell who you were yelling at there. Uh, I t- I'll take it off the table. <laughs> no, it's because she's holding her phone. Fu- I was like, whose fucking phone is vibrating? It's Miranda's and she's holding it against the desk with her hands. And I'm like, what is going on? I'm losing my mind. No one's phone is vibrating. No, it is um Bruh, anyway. don't turn the vibrate off that just kills your battery man <laughs> she likes it um kate is literally playing two dots right now well i know. know and sorry sorry kate i can't hear yours, <laughs> yours yeah, like, noise. you're all you're always playing two dots that's fine it literally you make mo- uh, kate makes the most coherent points on this podcast 
<laughs> I do not yell at Kate at that point. Uh, ever. Um, she writes fair. things in the outline. She writes discussion questions. She leads us through. She's still on the podcast for some reason. She's married to Chris. It's a lot of things. It's true. Love Raising you, a hamster, you know, I know. all oh, things. Perfect angel baby. Is he adjusting okay? Yeah, he's good. He's good. Yeah, I bet he likes the mountains. Yeah, we were we were we were cuddling yesterday on the couch, and then he uh, he um, emptied his entire face onto the couch, and then had to pick all up all his kibbles and put them back in his cage. <laughs> Listen, if you like that sometimes, but that means that he's like very relaxed. He trusts exactly, you. Mm-hmm. exactly. I like it. No, it's good. It's um, good. so what is interesting to me about this is like going back to Star Wars. Sorry, mm-hmm. this is not about hamsters. Unfortunately, I'm going to try to make a point. Um, But so like we get it's interesting because we get like Dooku losing his total fucking shit about the prophecies in this book. Yes. And like not being able to handle them. But like we don't get details of that other than like a glimpse of, hey, maybe part of the prophet, like maybe the prophecies are part of the reason Dooku went dark because like he like was not a, like it, he did not have a good sorry I'm belching into the mic again <laughs> um he did not have a good relationship obviously like when your padawan comes in and he's like oh where's the prophecy it's just been on your desk for the last 67 years and you've just been <laughs> looking at it and your eyes turn red I don't understand <laughs> um so like we have that we see that and then we see like Qui-Gon who's like trying to be he's trying to somehow take the middle road where he's like maybe they're like he goes back and forth maybe they're true maybe they're not maybe they're metaphors maybe they're not and then he has this force vision and it comes true and like if I had a force vision and it came true like that I'd also be like I don't fucking know are all these force visions correct like I I don't know like (laughs) at least he has a reason to like be obsessed with the prophecies that's not that he wasn't before but like at least after you have a horse vision that comes true, like D- Duke didn't have that to our knowledge. Like, right. That's a fair enough point. And, you know, to your point about, we don't know about Duku. It really does make me wonder if we are going to get more of his story, perhaps in a, I once again, in an audio medium, because that, that just kind of feels like a giant gaping detail that is left out of this book, especially because it's yeah. central. I want more Dooku, and I want to know fucking what General Grievous is all about. <laughs> Those are the two things that I'm very <laughs> curious about still from this era. Like, honestly. I'm like, how does General or, Grievous I, work? I, I don't know. He has a lot of raffle copper lightsabers right inside of his cloak. <laughs> he does. A lot of lightsabers. <laughs> oh my god, somebody else talk, because now I can't breathe. <laughs> No, but I think that's like I mean, even um, you know, Qui Gon's <sighs> prophecy, mm-hmm. it wasn't like word for word true, right? Like he saw that, you know, some shit was gonna go down, but it's even though it was very um telling, I guess, I don't know. Like mm-hmm. it was still close enough where he was like, Fuck and right. like Well, like didn't everything that he saw come didn't every yeah everything that he saw come it, true? He just and interpreted he just didn't it know the right the, way. Yeah, he it, and he says it correctly, but and he says he thought he thinks that he was meant to misinterpret it, which is fascinating. Mm-hmm. I yeah, you know, I just it's it's one of those like you know that's not how the force works. What? I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like the Jedi were um, an organization and they like but they were also a religion and it's one of those things where it's just i don't know my gets always just i, don't, I was gonna say it gets my hackles up i'm not sure about that but it's always just me it always makes me go hmm just because of the way i was raised and if in case y'all forgot 10 years of catholic school can't get that out of my system <laughs> yeah it's interesting because obviously like qui-gon had this experience where he was shown a prophecy and it and like he could just instinctively tell it was real and that's one thing but the where i get concerned just looking at like the jedi and looking at how one interprets the force is a assuming that every prophecy 
all the de- that's written down all the details are right like we talked about last week with uh, mistranslations or whatever that becomes a problem but also the idea that you were meant to misinterpret it gets if you dig even a little bit below the surface that gets really sticky really quickly because the two places that can lead are nothing matters anyway because everything is predetermined and that leads to you know potentially apathy or indecision or not trusting yourself or on the other side of the coin you just become so full of yourself and you're like well whatever i decide to do it's the will of the force and it's what the force wanted me to do and it's like no i don't that's also not how that works and so i feel like qui-gon is an example of someone who is in kind of the goldilocks spot with how he personally has experienced prophecies but it does not feel very prescriptive as a way to handle them. Mm-hmm. And Chris, I'm going to go ahead and um, y- you kind of touched on this in your like counterpoints. But when Qui-Gon talked about the fact that like he thinks he was meant to misinterpret it, um, you know, I think that is him kind of leaning into like this is the will of the Force, but I don't see that as like a bad thing for him i mean obviously like it can very easily lead him down the path of apathy and all of that but you know what we've seen of him he's very interested in like the more spiritual side of the force and i don't think he resigns himself to like oh well what's gonna happen is gonna happen the force wills it it's like the force wills this you know i it's like he's placing his trust in the force I would love to see Qui-Gon and Chirrut in conversation. That would be so interesting. Correct. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Into the mic, Christopher. I'm tired. Okay, great. Good talk. Um, yep. Uh, Kate, would you like to read us about PAX? Yeah, dude. Um, great. First if you didn't all, listen to our episode last week, uh, I think... No, Chris... I cut all that out. Oh, okay, great. Never mind. If you didn't listen to our episode last time, cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are so, you doing here? <laughs> um, so first of all, I think I've said... I said it uh, during, during the first episode. I was just like waiting for this entire book for Pax and Rahara to kiss. And it happened kiss, off screen. Kiss, 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 kiss. Oh my god. Uh which frustrating but it it happened so that's fine and that is happy um but one of the things i know that we all kind of wanted to talk about and chris brought this up was uh readings of pax's upbringing and his i guess mannerisms and demeanor and um chris i think you're not the first person to um suggest that Pax has been written as having uh, characteristics kind of reminiscent of folks on the autism spectrum. And, you know, as much as I love seeing more neurodivergence in Star Wars, and we, and I want to make perfectly clear, I, I don't, I don't think any of us know whether Claudia Gray intended him to be read that way or whatever. So I'm not ascribing, you know, any intentions to her, but I do want to at least briefly talk about how that is a really problematic reading, honestly, of this of Pax's character. And that's because there are a lot of stereotypes and like there's lots of stigma around autism. Like stigma around autism is what created fucking anti-vaxxers, so great. Um and one of the probably more, I guess, popular or prevalent ideas is that people with autism, ha- like, they have no empathy, they have no feelings, and it's just because they, you know, they have trouble reading um, facial expressions and, so- and social cues, and that's often a symptom of autism. But um, the fact that Pax was, like, raised by robots, he was raised by droids, and so he acts... He acts like them, obviously, because he was raised by them for, like, however many fucking years. Um, 
yeah, we, it's 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 just it's problematic to associate aut- like autism spectrum disorders with roboticism because what do we think of when we think of robots? They are, you know, they have no feelings. They are just like pre-programmed. They don't really they don't care about anything. It's it just don't do it. It's very bad. I don't know. Again, I don't know whether Claudia Gray intended for this to be the reading. Um, but if she did, that wasn't the best idea. Yeah, potentially a rare misstep by Claudia Gray. So don't do that, y'all. It's and probably not a misstep by Claudia Gray. It's probably a misstep I mean, by I people reading. I don't yeah, know. I was gonna say. I, <laughs> I mean, that's true. I'm but the one people who, have. I'm the one who wrote yes. So like. I mean, I I was the one who put it down in the first place. Yeah. So like, so me, I Chris I absolutely read it like that. Like I feel like probably not intended as a misstep by claudio gray potentially a misstep in how it was interpreted because that's really what the what what the end result is um it's interesting i do wonder i would love to and we'll probably never find out but i would love to know what her thinking around pax was um because honestly as i was reading it this was kind of an issue for me because i just had a lot of trouble with pax as a character because that was i don't know there was just something off about the way he was written and some of it was this but some of it i just i just really didn't connect with him which is rare for a claudia gray character like i was telling kate off pod pax norihara just did nothing for me in this book no talking off pod <laughs> um sorry well we have to talk about something which i which i really disagree with because like i liked pax pax a lot i like both of them a lot if i, I yeah. connected with them a lot but maybe that's just me yeah, definitely. Um, I definitely did. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just because Pax and I both really fucking hate people. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I would love to know what the intent was behind that. I'd love to know if we'll see Pax or Rehara again. I wouldn't be mad. No, that'd be good. No? Be interested to I, see what they're up to. I love that. Um, you guys are going to get mad at me for even asking this question just because this is my <laughs> memories balls are you gonna ask us how old pax is no i'm not um i'm gonna ask (laughs) what was the what was the other thing that we read that had like the jedi proof facet of it thrawn um alliance oh Oh, yeah that's that's a different (laughs) fuck me up (laughs) i'm sorry that's a different material well i know but it was a similar concept it's a oh sorry yeah. I did not mean to mansplain that to you. Oh, no, I apologize. No, no. I, I thought that was your question. Oh, no. Sorry. That, no, no, no. That's no, my, my bad. Qu- my question was, what was it in? I remember <laughs> the concept and don't remember it. And I should know that because he's my blue boyfriend. Yep. Blue. Boy For friend. listeners who <laughs> haven't read uh, Thrawn Alliances or don't remember that particular detail. Thank the you for material... seeing me. <laughs> <laughs> the material in this that is blocking lightsabers are colon crystals. The LMAO. material in Thrawn Alliances aren't blocking the kyber crystals and aren't unique to kyber crystals. They're just like, they shut off energy. Uh, they disrupt so, it, right? Yeah, they like short circuit it, right. essentially. Um, and that is cortosis. Thank you. Thanks, you're Dad. very welcome. Now you know. Yeah, I I was like, I've, I know this is for something that I should know, and I can't wait to make Kate and Chris angry. Um, <laughs> sh- oh, who wrote, Rahar is so good, I want to hug her. Was that your point, Miranda? No, but I second that motion. Kristen, I'm oh, pretty sure you, that was you. Do you think I looked oh, at this outline great. before? That was me. <laughs> um, she is so good. <laughs> <I love her. laughs> welcome Uh, i've had two severe concussions in a relatively short time frame this is part of why i can't remember anything um great cool uh (laughs) privilege of birth choice and responsibility is 0.5 should we talk about that yeah chris uh yeah other than the jedi are bad we were heavy (laughs) um so there's a discussion on board the Merricks. It's the ship, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah, the Merricks. Um, between Rayhara... Oh my god, Rayhara... Chris asked a question. Ooh. You love to see it. Sorry. 
I'm just, you never ask questions. You always know the, the answer. Where's the air horn, Kristen? Oh, sorry. A pow, pow. I'm, looking, I'm looking at Doug. Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. There's Listen. a discussion on board the Merrick's between Rehara and Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon about the privilege of birth and whether choice exists and whether and how responsibility fits in. And Qui-Gon says something about how Fanry is kind of trapped in her role as princess which that statement doesn't really age well uh toward the end of this book but his point being yes her life is different and it's pampered but she didn't choose this and rehara kind of feels like that's bullshit because she's like i would have loved to have not chosen living in a palace can't relate (laughs) sorry (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) Yeah, and Fuck. then uh, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan kind of related it, and I think Pax brought this up too, related it to the Jedi. And Obi-Wan was like super offended. And he's like, of course we have a choice. And Qui-Gon's like, do we though? Mm-hmm. See, I think that like, I mean, obviously they don't have, like, you get you don't choose to be born a princess or a slave or... Or white people. White people. Ugh. Or with fucking <laughs> force-ass <laughs> powers, right? And so, like, you know, Fanry got shoved into her role. Rahara got shoved into her role. Um, you know, the Jedi got fucking stolen away from their families. Um, I think that choice and like the the responsibility that these characters impose upon themselves are more important than that cuz we see in other places like you know you look at Brea you look at Leia and Bale this is like the whole Organa clan they've got a nice life right and and they use their privilege for the greater you know galaxy they want to make it a better place whereas you know Fanry's not making the best choices and this, there's a point here somewhere. Hopefully, I'm getting to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have, like they have really good wine on that uh, they do. planet. They so. turquoise. Well, no, it's just like you know, there's there is a privilege, and you know, I think some of the things that we see in this is like are like um, Fanry doesn't understand her privilege. Because yep. because she's coming from that place of privilege and like she has no real interactions with like um Pajal? Is that the name of the planet? Yeah, you got it. Ooh. Like pa- she, Pi- she I think they say Pajal. Pajal. Yeah. yeah. She has no like interactions outside of her palace really on Pajal. So she doesn't really understand that like or I guess like to the degree that her life is different than other people's on her planet. Whereas you look at somebody like Rahara, who was born a slave, um, you no. know, to Circa Corporation, and she's like, fuck this. Like, I didn't, you know, I didn't ask for this. And like, she can see um, the privilege that other people have. And again, I'm talking to a point that I don't know what it is. But well, that's a good point. So waiting for somebody right. to kick the off. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so a couple things like brought up a couple things that I kind of want to like pull out more, I guess. So and also extending my my salty ass aside that actually I think is relevant here. So it really it it kind of I I see Rahara's point because it really kind of does feel like. Those instances where folks are just like, well, it's not my fault that I'm white and other people are black and I have... I didn't enslave anyone. I know. Um, And it kind of feels like that, right? Because, you know, Fanry, sure, she was born a princess, but she could have just, like, rage quit whenever she wanted. Like, Jedi get to rage quit the Order if they really want to. Like, nobody stops them from doing so. Um, Rahara basically had to fucking cut off her hand. To stop being what she was. Yeah. Which is only a little bit different. Not great. Um, <laughs> and, 
yeah, I think, I, and I think what you're saying about the the royalty on Alderaan versus the royalty on Pyjol is like really relevant because, again, it's 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 an awareness thing and it's a, I don't know, sharing a resources thing and you can that only comes with awareness of the fact that you actually are really lucky, and not fucking being oppressed just because you were raised by a Jedi, which is apparently a conclusion that Fanry has come to, which is a choice. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have nothing to add to that because it was a great point. I have a related point that I'm going to, a different angle from which I'm going to kickflip off of Miranda's point. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, so about the Jedi, because you see... You kind of see Qui-Gon have this evolution because in, in this conversation, he talks about how the Jedi don't have a choice. But then with Rail, he talks about choosing the light. And I'm like getting that t- this tattoo. I'm. It's a really good quote. It's so good. I actually it's like, like this. It's like the only, I, I like don't want to get words tattooed on me just because like not my style. Can't remember anything. I'm useless. <laughs> and I like read that the first time and was like oh my god i want that like i'm so glad she's doing project luminous anyway um but to me this question is actually if you go deep enough kind of a really good indicator of what's wrong with the jedi order like he starts off with his probably more traditional view that the jedi don't have a choice they're just jedi and I feel like that is a very, like we talked about rail and apathy. Like that's a very apathetic position. Like, oh, guess I have to get up and fight crime today. Like <laughs> you're not doing it for the greater good. You're not even necessarily doing it for your own fulfillment or for the force. You're doing it because you're doing it. And there is no greater reason why. And that's why the Jedi kind of lose their moral authority and just become this glorified police force. And goddamn cops yep and by the end of it you have him talking about choosing the light because it is the light and now i'm thinking about the last jedi with luke and ray where luke started this jedi academy because he felt like he had to and then felt like he couldn't do it anymore because it was too much pressure and then you have ray who doesn't care about the strict dogma it doesn't care about what the jedi of old would have done just sees something wrong and wants to fix it. And I feel like that choice and that willingness to be not even flexible, but just not so rigid in your beliefs that you don't have a choice to like keep your free thinking is really key to the morality of the Jedi. Wall morality of the Jedi. Sorry. It's funny because the Jedi are bad TM. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm so excited for Rise of Skywalker, y'all. Same. There's so many ways they could screw it up, and I hope they don't, but I'm really excited. Um, If you hear bloody murder in the background, it's my dog. <laughs> Tater tot. He is uh, doing whatever it is that that noise is. Um, squeaking? Screeching? Nobody. Something, I don't know if it's good or bad. It's fine. Um, we're, this is uh, heavy already, as per us talking about nothing for 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> did we have anything else that we wanted to absolutely cover now? This baby. Do you hear him? <laughs> it oh, sounds yeah. not, oh, okay. and it sounds like Jasper wants his mom. So No, he's... I think he. I think Quint may have put him in the crate, uh, aka classic. it's gonna be. He does great actually. It's gonna be like five minutes of this and fall asleep. So, well, there you go. It's fine. I wish I Sorry, could. everyone. We're not. We're not torturing our dog. We've literally given him every luxury in the world. He just hates hearing our voices and being in the crate at the same time. So. Yep. Oh. If you like that. It's mm. a soft uh, our next episode, which will be our hundredth episode. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, we'll be fuck? wrapping up Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray. Our next book after that is going to be Lords of the Sith by Paul S. Kemp. So you've got some time to order that. 
from your local indie bookstore, get it from your library, etc. In the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and t- Tumblr at BookWarsPod. Email us, bookwarspod at gmail.com. And rate, review, and subscribe to us and the Tashi Station Radio mega feed on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Google Play, wherever podcasts are sold. Uh, it is really the best way f- to help people discover the show and uh, get revenge on people you don't like. Revenge of the self. Uh, if you have the means and are so inclined, please donate to the Tashi Station Radio Patreon and give us coffee at ko-fi.com slash bookworspod for more pork chop picks. And if Kristen and Miranda are willing, probably some Jasper picks too. Yes, we have no picture. We have taken no pictures of the dog. Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, our theme song is Whiz Bang by Poddington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joby Terror Design. Uh, we switched up our audio a little bit with our intro and exit music, so let's know if it's working for you or not. Uh, and- Fucking! And that. Uh, for Kate, Kristen, and Miranda, and Jasper, I'm Chris. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Book Wars Pod, and we'll talk to you next week. It's mostly Jasper. Other people should try it. Oh my god. (laughs)